0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to my brand new podcast. Music to Live For with Shanti is me, Shanti Perpellini, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. Who art as a person, who chooses art as a profession, and what we can learn from their professional and personal experiences. Before we start, I want to thank Knives Out Records in Paris for the great support and good advices. Filippo Buzzini at Catchy Solution for the wonderful logo, and Leandro Ferrariolo at Tilde Records for the jingle. Thank you, thank you very much, my friends. My guest in this first episode will be the South African tenor Thomas Serlang. So stay tuned and let's go. Check this out.
1: Hi, Thomas. How are you doing? Hey, Shanti. I'm really well, man. Thanks for having me here. Uh, that's a
0: pleasure. First, uh, first guest on the podcast. And <laughs> yeah. since we met, I, I don't know. I got the sensation that. You have to be the first person I interviewed I don't know why <laughs> so I'm really glad that, that after all these months uh, we, we, we found time really to sit down and just talk a little bit and yeah, I think man, that also this, this is the right period because normally we would be like double busy <laughs> so it's also good you know to find a moment time just to sit down and talk a little bit yeah so yeah. I'll let you introduce yourself so the, the audience can understand well, who you are and what you're doing. And then from there, let's keep going, the podcast.
1: Cool. Thanks, man. Um, so um, my name is Thomas Adelang. Uh, I am a South African opera singer based in Zurich. Uh, I have been here for just over two years. Um, uh, I moved from my hometown Cape Town uh, to London in 2014 to do some postgraduate studies, and then an opportunity came for me to come to Zurich, um, and I just took it. And it uh, it so far so good. Really, um, I was at the Opera Studio uh, at the at the Opera House, and as of the first of August this year, uh, I have joined um, the Opera House on a Fest contract. Um, which could not have been better timing, I tell you, uh, <laughs> with the situation yeah. in the world, um with people struggling you know for jobs, and so I've been absolutely unbelievably lucky to to have uh, to have a job, uh, especially in the arts world, of course, and as a singer, and I don't have to worry too much right now, which is really cool. Yeah, so that's that's me in a very, very uh, small nutshell.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. So congratulations for, for your position at the opera. That's As you said, it's something great because there are times for uh, a lot of people uh, working in the music business and culture in general. Um, yes. I think it's really, really interesting uh, already with you, what you say about you, the fact that you come from South Africa. Um, because... Um, I think people here in Switzerland, when when think about South Africa, um, yeah, I I think people just got mixed feelings about that because or it's a, like a holiday location, like you go, oh, where do you want to spend some time in South Africa? And on the other side, when people think about South Africa, they think about more uh, things like a um, social situation, um, period of time when we got already the apartheid and stuff like this so it's kind of uh, a land where, where where you got all this this uh, all this different input and so I think this is if for it's you okay it's really nice if we can start discussing a little bit about your situation that they are growing there what what was for you growing in South Africa
1: well um, Shanti I must say that uh, South Africa of course is um, the country, a lot of history and a lot of uh, difficult history, like you mentioned apartheid and so forth, um, I grew up in, in a community where I was not so heavily affected by these things at all, um, partially because of my ethnicity and uh, the background that I have. Um, there is huge economic divide and social divide in South Africa between... People with basically nothing, and those who who live um, a working class, middle class, and so forth uh, kind of life. So, I went to schools, um, eventually to university, um, in a way that is probably somewhat similar to what you would have in Europe. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, one could say that I'm I'm privileged. I, I grew up in a in, in a privileged house in South Africa. So uh yeah. Um one needs to also say, you know, like I can I must say that South Africa is um is a hugely diverse country. Um we have eleven official languages um and even more cultures with you know within those languages. Um and this is why uh South Africa is known as the Rainbow Nation. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: something that's actually really positive and wonderful way of looking at a country you know sort of a country of so many different ways of thinking and 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 living um being together however that is also hard Mm -hmm. um you know governments trying to govern people uh and gosh uh yeah, I guess we as human beings, we you know we differ by nature, and then you know we segregate ourselves in certain ways. No, what I mean by that is not in the sense of something like apartheid, where you say like you're not allowed to go here, you're not allowed to go there because you're black or white or whatever the case might be. No, <clears throat> I think just by nature, you know, we 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 find our tribe, mm-hmm, whatever that mm-hmm. might mean to you, and we stick together in a way. Um, but in South Africa, yeah, uh, it's a it's such a wonderful place. Like you mentioned, you know, for holidays, a lot of people travel from all over the world to see the beauty, the natural beauty, mm-hmm. to experience the the wonderful wines and foods we have, um, or to go on safaris, or, you know, I don't know, if you're into surfing, or if you're into, you know, making trips through deserts, or mountain ranges like you see in Lord of the Rings or, you know, uh, yes. I don't know the the, the variety is so big. Um, and you cannot go to South Africa for, I don't know, one week. I mean, it's not enough. You can do one city in, in a week, maybe. Um, I get really excited when I talk about these things because there's just so much that people need to see when they go. It's amazing. Um, however, uh, it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses and, you know, smiles and all that. Um, there is a lot of problems, like with any country, of course. Uh, especially also something like um, crime,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, violent violent crimes in South Africa is a problem. And a lot of people nowadays, when 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 I talk to to new people, old friends doesn't matter. When when we talk, the first thing they would ask me, yeah, but what about the crime? What about the violence? What about all these bad things happening? Should I be afraid to go? And my answer is always, well, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're here or there or anywhere in the world. If something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, we don't really have control over that. Of course. And I, yeah. don't, and I don't believe one should live in fear, you know. Um, there's, enough, there's enough things that <laughs> that give us um, anxiety and stress and whatever, you know, <laughs> so that if you pick a nice holiday destination not to stress too much about, you know, about that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. as well. I think yeah. that's
0: really, really fascinating what you say about uh, all this culture in one place. Uh, just thinking about Switzerland, uh, this is amazing. Then in the middle of Europe, you got this this, this small land where um, you speak German, French, Italian, and we also have retro romance but I mean, yes. already, I would say the main three languages and it's also, this, I think, is so fascinating how then the territory also is built, the mentality of people. So I can only imagine what does it mean having <laughs> like a double, triple uh, of cultural language in one place. And I, I still think that this is something that makes maybe a country stronger and make, make more interesting uh, culture, more relevant and um, and and once again strong. Because, uh, yeah, you build an, an identity that is not uh, one line. It's really a path of different colors and different um Shade, so it's it's really 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 interesting, and honestly, in the last year, I wrote, uh, I read always always more articles about how, how culture is developing down there. um I think uh, I pick like three names uh, from the internet, and I guess uh, one is the. Uh, movie director Neil Blomkamp that's uh, actually is a Canadian right now, but it, grew, yeah. it, it was born in South Africa, and uh, I love the way how he put always uh, some 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 social issues or topics into his film. I guess for the yeah. audience, District Nine was maybe the first big movies, and you see yeah. difference just beside having white and black discussing and having problems with people and aliens, but. Yeah, yeah, you see, you see that that was the idea behind the movie to show different subject but same situation. Um, then what about mm-hmm. modern music? I, I I love the band Die Huntwood. They are so crazy. This duo, <laughs> they got so crazy idea for music uh, and yeah. for the videos. And I, I love the fact that um, the lead singer that goes under the name Ninja. Yeah. Um, he used to, to do all the paintings, all the, all the things also behind the music project. And I think this is kind of, I got a lot of respect of artists that choose to do that because um, they know from where they come from and they try to use it in definitely in a positive way. Try to show uh, that language, that kind of iconography, that kind of dance, that kind of, uh, that can give you just more input. To all over the world on what South Africa can be or what is there. I think it's so cool that there's one song when he start talking um, in African. And uh, there, was, there, was, there was so <laughs> interesting to see because I guess for people who don't know about that, they think, oh, what he's doing is just, just what, how, what is this kind of like, <laughs> speaking? Like? I mean, I'm not yeah. English mother tongue, so I think I'm going to do my, my. I do also error, but when you listen to him say, what is that? I would say, well, you know, <laughs> there is a place where people use it's like a dialect, <laughs> something like this. So you say, oh, that's interesting. And of course, yeah. I think that nowadays one of them, one of the most important person coming from South Africans is Trevor Noah shout oh, yeah. out to Trevor Noah because he is one, he's, yeah. he's one of the person who's involved me into podcasting and to try to do something um, yeah. so it was so inspiring and I think the fact that uh, he, he speak openly about from where he come from what's his, the reality the fact that now that he lives in the USA he tried to put us to the test, you know, say, you know, you, you call yourself a privileged land, but a country that with uh, a lot of opportunities, but yeah, I come from that place and we had that problem and you have the same problem there. You know, this is, this is, this is strong because you just show people how the world is working right now. And um, I think it is so interesting as, as I said, because we may have uh, an opinion about South Africa that it's some kind of wrong, or or just one opinion. You know, you don't see yeah. from the different facade, and this is definitely definitely something something interesting. But back to you, I mean, so you, why
2: yeah, you should,
0: mean, why you choose to sing? honestly, because is it? I mean, what's your <laughs> what's your relation between you growing up in South Africa and the music?
1: The music. Oh my goodness! Why you choose that way? You know, um, yeah, it's actually really funny, to be honest. I, uh, from a very, very young age, uh, I used to listen to operatic music um, or Neapolitan songs that Pavarotti recorded or, um, gosh, you know, all these kind of things, but already from, I don't know, the age of three or four or five or something like this. And there was a day around about the age of four or five, where I claimed, I said, I am Thomas Erlang and I am going to be an opera singer one day. Um, that proclamation that I made that back then um, disappeared for a while because there were so many different things that I had interest in. Um, cooking, I love cooking. Being a chef is still something that interests me. Um, there are things like psychology. And um, at that stage of my life, when I had to decide what I was going to do at university, study-wise, um, I was very, very religious as well, and so mm-hmm. the path took me, and I went and I did um, theology and psychology for a short while. But to 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 really answer your question about how did I come to music and specifically sort of the Western art music, classical stuff, um, well, it's always been a love of mine. And it kind of, I guess I have my parents to thank for that because we had the material available at home. LPs, like old LPs and cassettes and things like this. And um, sometimes my parents would take uh, my sister and myself to the symphony uh, concert in Cape Town uh, or if there's an opportunity to go to an opera um, or something when we were a little bit older, of course. But we went because I love theatre and I... um, it's just something that brings an immense amount of joy to me. Uh, And it just developed, you know, I, in during my schooling years, I played different instruments. I always sang in choirs. Um, I'm a big guy and the teachers always asked me, the sports teachers always ask me, you know, why don't you play rugby, Thomas? Come on, man. You're you're the perfect (laughs) build to play rugby or something. I was like, Hey, you know, now chill guys. I'd much rather just go sing in a choir, you know? (laughs) Yeah. This has always been how I was, you know? So, um, I It just it's just a love that I have, and once I went to university, um, I started with theology, and even during this time, I continued with lessons, uh, singing lessons and so forth. And then one thing led to another, and I just realized, you know, I cannot hide from this forever. This is really my calling, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, I tell you, no musician will ever tell you that we do this for the money because the money is not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but because, we do it because we love it, you know. We really, I really love what I do and I have been so fortunate with opportunities, mm-hmm. with generous people, with um, one could say trust funds and scholarships and things like this helping me along the way, um, especially coming from South Africa and then wanting to be in Europe um our currency is not worth much and uh you know you know to be able to pay studies in in a place like london which is obscenely expensive uh it's it's a lot so that was not possible without the help of others but in some other way it always just worked out
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know and uh, i'm super grateful for that you know so yeah it's music has always been a part of me with some sort of education thereof From a very young age, I mean, I I I think I started with piano lessons when I was I don't know five years old or four years old or something. So and it just never stopped.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, 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 it is about the chance somebody has to to go further with his own passion. That that's something uh, something that's still maybe like a little bit like a taboo here because uh, classical music for many people still belonging to kind of an elite let's say yeah. and choosing to start in that you, yeah you you need to, to choose wisely how to move into this business and this kind of career um yeah because uh, looking for a good teacher uh, or a good school is definitely expensive and so for many musicians, uh, they start in with one idea and slowly they decide no i guess i need to do that and i need to do yeah. that only because it's difficult to find uh, um, the right uh, economic support. It's yep. it's, a, it's a big part of that. So you said that you, you landed in the in the in the UK. So yeah, what was this this feeling? Starting in South Africa, where it's a place you go home and and go and and just travel there. That let's say honestly, it's a different in in everything. Like like okay, so you speak <laughs> English, but the, the weather is different. Uh, <laughs> people are also different. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, it's very strange how that happened because I I attended a, a workshop in South Africa um, and there were some people from the UK, teachers, uh, professors who worked at some of the colleges and uh, we met in South Africa and they encouraged me to, to come visit them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: To see whether I like London and they would introduce me to some of the people they know that I could possibly study with in the future if I want to audition to go there and so forth. So I did that um, with a lot of, you know, efforts, you know, gathering all the coin (laughs) to be able to go and to do, but I did. And um, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, for me, I'm a curious person. I have a very curious mind and to be able to travel is unbelievable. I love seeing new cultures, um, experiencing art and architecture and just the way people are and, you know, food and wh- whatever, you, you name it, like whatever is available to experience that's new. I love this. And, you know, I, I, I went to visit these people. And then immediately after I went back home, I applied um, only at the World College of Music. That's where I studied uh, to do an audition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So um, I flew back uh, at the end of that year, I think November, December. Uh, this was 2013. And I told myself, listen, uh, I'm super grateful that they they offered me an audition spot. I'm just going to go and sing a few notes. I'm going to make as if this is just a holiday for me here in the UK. Because the expectation, if I think that I'm going to be there, is too big. So I thought, you know what, let's just take a chill. So there I was um, in the audition room did one round after the other and then I sang and then this guy um, who is the, the head of the faculty, the vocal faculty said, yeah, we'd love to have you here and um, we'll help you with um, some money. And, I, and, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, what, what, what wait, what? Um, really surprised, didn't expect that to happen whatsoever. And then it really sunk in I said, okay, this is happening. This is, that was the moment for me where I realized that, okay, wow, this is actually a possibility Because up until that point, I didn't believe it. And then once I arrived in England, I mean, so English is not my mother tongue, but now I speak it pretty fluently. Um, But when I arrived there, I thought, you know, I'm fine. You know, I can speak English. No worries. (laughs) But, you know, you you very quickly realized that that if you're not a, a native speaker, that sometimes it can be a little bit hard to be in a new environment Yes, I know um, that. I know that. <laughs> so many different accents as well. Um, in London alone, or for instance, people from Scotland or Ireland or um, Wales or just northern England, I mean, so you you have to get used to this. And it's amazing, you know, because in the end, it's just another experience of the same language. It's really cool. But I loved it there, you know. I, uh, I spent four years in London and I made the best memories. Uh, I would... I would do it again if I could. You know, it's a, it's such an amazing place. Yeah, of course. Um, as
0: you said, you you got a lot of inspiration from all the places you have seen, you you have been, and uh, yeah. I can imagine definitely because I traveled also to England a couple of times, and uh, just for me from from Switzerland, also loving and or and enjoying things like architecture or just I, I love to talk to people in general, and yeah. I, I I really as you said. The fact that you met somebody and you can communicate with English, but you see they got different accent and you know, different <laughs> yeah. way. To, so I think it's so fascinating because yeah. uh, because then you start, I don't know, you get into like a new rhythm, new grooves, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this is can can just inspire for everything. And at the yeah. time, what kind of repertoire were you singing there?
1: So this is quite funny. Um... I only really came into opera repertoire um, when I moved to London.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: previously, I spent most of my time with lieder, uh, Deutsch lieder, or you know some oratorio music or so forth. Um, I did a little bit of, of, of other things, but mostly that. And then when I arrived in London, it was quite strange because I tried out a lot of different things. You know, should I go down a Balcanto route, sing some Donizetti, Bellini, try some Rossini? Um, it didn't work. My goodness! Um, I uh, but I've always had a big love for the German composers, um, yes. and especially also the leader, um, Schubert, Schumann, um, mm-hmm. Strauss, Mahler, uh, Brahms. Uh, you name it. These these kind of composers. That's the kind of stuff that I relate to very well. Um, and funny enough, it took me about the whole four years in London to figure out, you know, who I am as a as a singer. Because often it is like this, you know. Especially if you go to the opera houses in Germany, they work in a thing called the Fach system. So you have to fit into these categories as a singer. Because if you're appointed in an opera house on a permanent uh, contract or something, they will say you are a lyric baritone or you are a I don't know a Spinto tenor or whatever, and then that means that you have to sing basically all the repertoire that's in the list. All right. But, um, it's a book that was compiled by a man called Kloiber. Um And it's uh, it's incredible. So it took me so long to figure out where I fit in, really. And once I came to Zurich uh, and started working with some of the coaches and the teachers, it became more clear. Um, so truth be told, you know, it was really a big mix when I arrived in London. It's like i have trying different things, Um Sing some operetta, try a bit of Verdi, I don't yes, know, you yes. know. And it didn't quite just feel right. So in the end now, where I am now, it's um, it's different, but it's exciting. Uh, I sing a lot of Baroque music. Uh, I work on some, diff- some Mozart. I definitely do uh, a lot of Lieder in my spare time even. I love studying this kind of stuff. Um, and just to add to that, my my very first performance here at um, Open House Zurich uh, was to do a song cycle with the ballet, um, mm-hmm. the, the Hans Zender's in, uh, composed interpretation of Schubert's Winterreise. Yeah, and it, it really was like a dream come true, you know, uh, for someone that that really loves, lieder like as much as I do. You 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 don't get opportunities like that very often. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah. But I think it also an incredible uh, path because you had luck enough to try different style, try yeah. different uh, approach. And this for sure um, form you. For, also, As you said, you understood with the time which one your path could be yeah. the best, Absolutely, what you really. feel comfortable with. Um, yeah. And I, I think this is for sure the best way. I can just... Yeah just compare myself um, in the situation looking for what I'm doing right now for a living and uh, the fact that I started with something but I had the chance to do different tasks yes and and then with the time you say oh no i guess I can get and will go in this direction because the one where I feel myself better comfortable and I know yeah. that I can do but but at the same time you can say I also want, did once this they want that and you can say oh I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. I know what, what the experience is and
1: absolutely absolutely you know one thing that um, a lesson that I've learned not too long ago is that you know though the people in in, in in the industry of opera I think that really make it in the sense of becoming famous and being exceptional um, are those who are truly individual hmm those who follow their own path and find their own way. Um, there's something unique about them, This whether that is the way that they, they are as a person, whether it's the voice, whether it's the way that they market themselves. There are so different ways of doing these things. But so often I find that in... In our world, when you go through these education systems of you know um, conservatoires or universities, that you come out on the other side already exhausted, knowing that you probably won't fit into the box that needs to be ticked
2: Yeah. for you yeah. to be
1: able to get a job as a singer or a music. I I I cannot really speak from for instrumentalists or so on, but you know from my perspective, and this is something that if ever I have the opportunity, I would love to. To help change is that people relearn the idea that individuality is good,
0: that mm-hmm. you have
1: to find your strong points and focus on that, and not try to make yourself fit into a mold that you that's not for you. You know, and this is so important.
0: Yeah, I think this is a part of the system we have here in Europe in general. Uh, whatever you do, your your school um, since you are young till the high school and university. And even in the music uh, branch, I think it's the most uh, clear uh, how the system works. Um, I had the chance to work in a jazz festival and we wow. had contact with the musician come from New Orleans and musician come from Europe. So you got yeah. two different school. Uh, on one That's side, very... you, you, you got this, this, these people who went to the music school and they do their masters and maybe they play an orchestra, but also they do some jazz, some rock music. And and on the other side, you got people growing up in the fa- in a strong family where maybe the father and the grandfather play trombone, they play drums, they play double bass, and they learn uh, playing with the family. Um, they, they make and read music score they, they don't know how to do to, to read the score but they got the feeling they know how music works by heart yeah, yeah. and and they play so good and, uh, and it's interesting <laughs> because every night there was a jump session time and those two school blended perfect together you know yeah. and and this was so so amazing and interesting to see yeah. and to feel the music you know and 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 in some time you you, you you could see this music, European musician that they have to think twice. Oh, but I I guess I guess I need to go in that way or in that way. When on mm-hmm. the other side, you know, they get okay. This is the rhythm. This is how the bass is going. So I know what to do. It's yeah. it's so yeah. I think it's so <laughs> impressive yeah. because sometimes I guess you can you could do the same even in um in classical music. I mean, you need to give, give expression. Uh, I can only imagine a um, musician uh, uh, or an ensemble playing Vivaldi and just being like linear I say, okay, this is what you learn at school. But when you hear, listen to a quartet or, or, or an ensemble playing so good together because they got the feeling, you feel it, you feel yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. This happened this summer. I, I had the chance to work in the uh, Davos Music Festival and um, one of the last evening was this quartet um, from Germany, if I don't know, if I'm not wrong, And it was so incredible. the energy they got. Nobody oh, yeah. knew this person, let's say. they a <laughs> young musician, uh, so motivated to come and play. and they got this energy. and being part of the audience, working on the stage, but being part of the audience, I felt this energy. And I think this is something important, like who you are as a person, And who you are when you're a musician or in your your profession, you know. And um, I think this is also interesting because it it can collide with the system you described about where do you fit. Maybe maybe you can do this uh, technically. Your voice, uh, your technique is perfect on that specific. But you as a person... You feed it in it, and maybe this could be one of the questions that a lot of singers and a lot of musicians are asking themselves every single day, (laughs) you know. Like, so I think it's good that maybe (laughs) uh, I saw the terrazzo a lot of uh, young um, conductor at the opera at the moment uh, Mm. uh, in Syria. And I think it's so important because you see this the so called new school. They also got yeah. another mentality, another approach, how to yeah. talk to the orchestra or to um, interpretate the score, yeah. for, not only for the musician, but also for the singers. And I think this is so important because g- gives it gives this you new, this new revival to the, world, yeah. the whole repertoire. Uh, and that's yeah.
1: amazing. I think, you know... In general, I find this one of the most exciting things about being a musician and working in, in an opera house, in a theater. Um, we do we do productions, right? So in every production, you have new colleagues, a new director, um, a new conductor, new assistants. Uh, so every time this, this energy that you also spoke about, like for instance with the quartet that you listen to in Daffos is, it's, we have to find that energy for us, and this kind of way of of gelling, you know, getting getting to mix our vibes together to create what it needs to be created. But I love this because everyone is different. So mm-hmm. um, um, you know, the job is very rarely boring <laughs> because yes, we get to 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 experience. And like you mentioned, with you know um, the age difference in conductors and di- even in uh, yeah conductors and directors and it is. It's wonderful because I love working with with different variety of people. A variety of people. For instance, the old school conductors in their way of doing things um, can sometimes be super nice uh, in a way, um, because there's a um, there's a tendency that I mean, only from my experience, of course, that the older conductors are far more. Um, occupied with, you know, what is good for the music, what is good for the singing, what is good for for that. And then the younger guys are more sort of on par with the the director's ideas, you know, or, you know, his own or her own specific ideas. So they don't care so much necessarily about um, what is good for the musician on stage. And so it's more like, this is how it should be, that's how, and let's try this. But the wonderful thing is, people are always open for discussion. You know, and this is also something that's wonderful about our the job is uh this morning I had a rehearsal, and uh, we you know we we were we were constantly in conversation about sort of what works best and it was taking in consideration absolutely everything from where exactly the prop needs to to be on the stage to um you know where. I don't know, the light needs to fall. You know, how's your voice feeling in this moment? What is this happening? You know, what's your costume doing? Um, Do you have the right shoes on? Do you feel comfortable with this? Or, you know, then the director needs to make decisions about like choreography and the conductor is like, oh, yeah, but remember this and remember that. And everything needs to come together in the end. And it's really exciting. It's really a, a super, super exciting thing. And it's also about communication. It's not also, it's always about communication. Um, between us, as the performers, mm-hmm. to be able to then communicate what the composer intended to the audience. Yeah, it, it's really cool.
0: Yes, yes, That's, I think is the most, one of the most important thing when you build. A, um, I would say, oh, we build a production like this because you you need to think at different level. Uh, you do think that you deal with different person personalities and um, not just for what you expect from 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 the score i mean you play that role you play that role but who is the singer who is sitting in front of you you know like try to 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 bring a little bit of his personality to give some accent at, at the character it's gonna play and and this is this is as you said, communication, and i, I'm, I totally agree with that. Because in, yeah. in my art of work, I used to work with the 60, 80 musician at the time. Uh, you have to to be able to listen to, it, but also to be clear and communicate. Um, yeah. Whatever are uh, the important things they have to pay attention, yeah. what they need for, what, what what you what you have to say to them, and and and, and build this trust. This communication is such important, and I, I can only imagine that. In your role as a singer on a stage, how that so important it is, and of course, uh, I, I can only imagine that also you you become so a lot of so good influences from from for your for your job, talking to those people, the conductor okay. or or your colleagues. Because um, one other question I want to ask you is, is just because I saw on your social media that you also do a lot of photography. Yeah. And I really lo- like your shots. And uh, is this kind of uh, activities, like you say before, cooking and photography and being just curious, but <laughs> it does you are um, like um, something different from what you're doing daily, or they are connected? I would say what you do in your free time is connected, influence a lot what you're doing on the scene or is really something that, you know, I want life that one is professional, what I'm on the stage and on the other one is what I do in my private life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really of the opinion that um, any musician, whether you're a singer or a pianist or a uh, you know violinist or whatever you play or sing or do, you you become a better you become better at your job if you give yourself a bigger variety of colours to work with. So what I mean by that is when we go on stage or into the orchestra pit or wherever, you have to take something that's been given to you and you have to make something of it. So imagine a painter with an empty canvas, and imagine he's only got, I don't know, black White and yellow cool you'll make some really cool cubist stuff, i'm sure yes. know, or whatever but but and that's a specific style, and that's amazing, but what I mean is like the more colors you have available, the more op- opportunity there is for you to do different things. so I think by having hobbies like photography, uh, cooking, um, you know a variety of other things that i that I like to do writing, reading. Um, I love gardening. I don't have a garden at the moment, but you know this is something I really love. Um, I love going uh, walking uh, early mornings uh, in the woods or up here in Ittiberg or whatever. Um, all of this is kind of for me a way to recharge um, the batteries that I use when I perform. It's mm-hmm. not directly linked. I wouldn't say that the one <clears throat> if I stopped doing photography that I would you know I don't know lose something. Um, <clears throat> for my job, my actual job as a singer, but I think it adds to it because it's all under the umbrella of creativity. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, the all of these things, and it is perhaps just by chance that it is like this, but all the things that I like to do as hobbies or the things I do outside of work, it all ha- has some sort of, creativity connection you know connection with creating with um finding out new things uh i love um, i very so for instance when i cook i don't very often use a recipe yeah (laughs) and and that's because over over some years uh, you know i've i've come to know that certain things work with other things very well and then you try to discover yourself what else can i add or remove or do you know, to make something new or to, to use an old recipe that I already know and, and change it up or so. It's always about finding the the, the exciting new thing. And and it's the same with, with everything, really. I mean, I love to write. Um, I do journaling. I sometimes write some poetry. Uh, it's all just about what is in my mind and how mm-hmm. can I get it out of my mind into yes, something yes. tangible. Mm-hmm. So because when I go on stage and I perform... It's still not tangible it's still not something that you as an audience member can touch you can only mm. feel okay so often I find that you know I, I also want to do something that is concrete in the way that I can actually touch the paper or hold the photo in my hand or eat and smell the food or drink the wine or you know this, there's also that element involved for me um, because we, you know we we when we perform we we take what is within ourselves and we th- throw it out and we give it away and it doesn't necessarily come back, you know, <laughs> in that way. So you have to replenish yourself. And I think this is why these kind of things are so important to me. You know, I um, There are people who, who really don't need it and that's, you know, perfectly fine. I guess we all just function in a very different way.
0: Yeah, I think that's an, another important topic about working in the music branch is that uh, a lot of artists have difficulties to deal with stress. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, emotions and all the things. Also, in this, in this special, especially in this period of COVID nineteen. Oh, um, so <laughs> I, I think this is so would be so important for other people to listen to what you have to say because August, uh, guess this is the right moment for a lot of people to try to find other ways to release uh, all the yeah. extra energy, all the extra ideas, or right. to, <laughs> and at the same time let it out, but also bring in something new and uh, this is something important. I I also myself, I had to learn how to do that. You know, like I was so concentrated for months and months on my job and I thought I forgot to touch my instruments at home and everything. And then I once I said, oh no, wait, I need to do that and that and I started slowly and I noticed, oh, this is so healthy. This helped me free my mind (laughs) and I was so more motivated the next day going to work and stuff like that. So it's so important right? try even there to, to understand and find this balance, what you makes you happy, what makes you... Uh, it seems that sometimes um, people don't want to talk about that because I can understand sometimes it's quite personal, but I think yeah. it's so important also to show that you are happy, that you are enjoying. Uh, even, even if your career is going super well, you're going to be a successful person but what people see um is what you are on the stage is what you're you talking maybe in an interview like this but they don't know more much about you but in yeah. some ways for sure they can feel it or I, don't, I as a you as a photographer maybe you know that when you see some some portrait of people and you see you can read in their eyes okay is smiling, but then you read the description. Oh, this part has been picked. T- t- this picture has been taken in a period of war and stuff like yeah. this. So you see a people, a person smile, but in their in the, in his eyes, you see that. Oh my God, is something is bothered this person. Yeah. So I guess it's the same as an artist. Where, what you need to hide, but what you need to to let go, to be sure yeah. that that you got this energy and you got this this will of keep going. With, you, with your profession, because of course, this this one things will uh, influence the other. And this is something yeah. that I, I think is so important to discuss nowadays, um, because art, uh, it's something that goes along with feelings. Oh, absolutely. So I think you, you, you could be a virtuoso, you could be, but what you're showing is not just your technique. Is also no. who you are. And this is something that I've my my impression, uh, looking for what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, uh, even when I talk with some colleagues that sometimes it's a, this kind of shy, people are so shy um, to show because they think it's like kind of weakness maybe that, okay, cool. you know, I'm feeling that way, that way, that way. Or that way. Um, but on the long run, it may influence also your career. So it's so important, I guess, as you do, um, to find that that thing or that activity that helps you to to just to find your 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 balance.
1: Yeah.
0: This is this is definitely something so, so so much important. But so tell me, but you work at the opera so i guess people got, got the idea okay he's an opera singer so he's living in a world of classical music you know like right. this, this idea that this is classical music. this this um this story that i like to to tell is i once i was working with an orchestra in switzerland and when i work on stage um, setting up everything uh, i used to wear some t-shirt from punk or metal band you know like yeah and there's this uh musician uh, I, I i guess he was playing clarinet something like this and i remember him very kind of you know elegant person even if not, yeah. not on the stage you know to get this attitude really elegant person and uh we were sitting nearby because i was setting something off and, uh, and look at me say oh tell me shanti do you listen to punk rock right and you know, I used to have just communication like you know, I need this or my position is not right, or they like, can say, okay, yeah, you know what punk rock is, and they say, you know, when I was young, I was listened to Exploited. <laughs> you know, I was my eyes just open and said, oh, that's nice. You know, like <laughs> so, so, what's your what's your your approach to to the, the modern music because in some ways there is these distances, of, okay, time. Uh, in some a way, there's this yeah. distancy inside uh, uh, the idea of many people that okay, there's two different kind of thing. but uh, how we can say, oh, you can combine toes, your your work, and what you would you listen to in your spare time, for example?
1: Yeah, wow. Um, I mean, I really spend a lot of time with recordings of the music that i that I work with. Um, because it also is always nice for me to to get inspiration from what other people do, um, to listen and so forth. So I do really listen a lot to the the repertoire that I'm studying. Um, but that is work on the one hand. However, I love my work, so that's good, you know. Um, on the other hand, uh, I am really into like '90s trance. Okay, and um, you know the club tunes of the 2000s. I love to listen to stuff like ABBA and Queen and um, the Beatles. Going so far back as the Carpenters in the 60s. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I love uh, stuff like Sinatra, Nat King Cole, um, Ella Fitzgerald, Oscar Peterson, Oscar Peterson, (laughs) yeah, Oscar Peterson, the pianist. Louis Armstrong I mean it, maybe all of these are very cliche names to to mention but I really love this stuff you know it's um for me uh some evenings when I get home I listen to Bach cello Suites but some other evenings I spend time listening to Frank Sinatra or even someone like Tony Bennett and the and the duets he did with Lady Gaga you know of um, course yeah yeah it's such cool stuff um because it's chill it gives you a really nice feeling sometimes a bit of melancholy but it's you know it's 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 a it's of an age that's no longer and it kind of feels very special to me um i mean i really do live by the idea that you know you should let people just live and let live you know yes so i like a real big mix of things when it comes to music um so why can't we all just have that, you know, like do what you do, listen to what you want to listen to. I mean, I'm also into uh, listening to podcasts and, and all these things, not just always music, music, music all the time, but I like to have noise in my ears, let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so there's there's always um, uh, there's always something going on, you know. I have my earphones in almost always uh, when I'm you know at home or walking or in the gym or wherever I go because it kind of helps me also um, to think,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, uh, I think music is such a wonderful way of supporting the emotions that we already feel. Not just to create new emotions or to help us feel things that we never knew we 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 should or could feel. But often, when you're in a in a maybe in a dark place, it's mm-hmm. totally cool. And this is something I do quite a lot. You know, it's like you, I pick music that supports the emotion um and that helps me to process this, the the feelings quicker and then to move on and uh you know when i go to the gym i i listen to uh, like a lot of like uh trance beats from the 90s to keep the pulse going you know so yes, i don't yes. lose motivation or so um yeah so it's really mixed i don't know you know it's uh, it's i don't have like one thing that i say like oh this is the best thing on Earth, there's no such thing, I think, in yeah. any way. No, it's, I it's, have to ask that because part of the idea behind this my
0: podcast is really to 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 see how this the relation in, with an artist that maybe is working more in one genre than to another, how yeah. it connects the music. You know, yeah. um, I grew up um, with some person that you know, if you are a classical musician, oh, it's only classical musician. You know, I, uh, uh, and it's only classical music in your collection. Uh, <laughs> you you, you, are really sceptical about this pop music <laughs> or the artist. And if you say, oh, you know, my son is really into punk music. Oh, this is just noise. You know, like <laughs> I'm the uh, first yeah. person to say, okay, this is really loud. This is fast. But yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. at the same time, I am I, totally agree with the, the idea that everybody just needs to feel comfortable and, do, and listen to something that gave you emotion, give you ideas, give you, give you a lot of colors in your mind. Um, but at the same time, just uh, my idea is what like really to kind of destroy this idea, this, uh, you know, this cliche about uh, people yeah. working some branch of music and just say, oh, okay, yeah. it happens to me. Like the, as, as I told you, for me, my, my huge influence come from, punk rock and metal, uh, with a lot of respect for classical music. I I done my study musicology, uh, contemplate a lot of uh, um, medieval and then baroque music. So this was something that I really enjoyed to study and listen to. And uh, sometimes people look at me and say, oh, but I don't know if I can talk to you about that and that, because it seems that you are just you know, you, 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 ju- you just have some know-how about this and that, and maybe you're not <laughs> interested in this and that. So uh, music to live forward with Shanti would be really like a, a platform where we try to, 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 um, to destroy this idea, you know, just to, to let yeah. people know that if you if you like, enjoy, and you understand it, this is the best things of music is that so many colors. I like to describe yeah. music with colors. Because, uh, as you said, uh, um, there are all different emotion coming out from sounds. I uh, could yeah. be listened to an opera. That could be listened to uh, um, Mavlast von Smetana. They give so many emotion, you know, in the whole yeah. the whole pieces and different colors. And and then you can go and listen to all the other artists like like Lady Gaga or listen to Rolling Stones or listen oh, to yeah. more, more contemporary music, even electro. Yeah. So this is this is something really really important, uh, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad that you have been so open <laughs> with the, with me and with the audience because this is something that I that I expect from my <laughs> from from the people I will interview, you know. But now I, I want to go into a uh, more um, maybe I will say not complicated, but uh, for sure more actual, but also vast topic that this is the situation with the COVID nineteen. Because um, it's no secret, it changed our lives since almost less really than a did. year right now. And um uh people working in arts had and have to struggle uh, with a lot of decisions that are not just from the promoters, but they come also from different states and countries. Yeah. Um that could be just travel to place to another for concert, audience uh sorry, concerts and um other kind of productions and uh, so how are you living this this period I mean um, are you I mean you said that now you feel like more uh, secure because now you got your your place at the opera that's right and that's that's something that I'm really glad for you but um, what do you, what do you, what's what's the, the the inner feelings that you got about this period? Because we received a lot of different information, a lot of different inputs. So we don't yeah. know if the opera can stay open. We don't know how many people can sit in the audience. Um, yeah, there's it a lot sh-
1: open right now. It seems. I mean, it's you know, so it was I think the thirteenth of March. Um, this year, we were at, I was still in the studio at the Opera House. We were we were waiting for an email to confirm that we will, you know, things will be cancelled or not. And in some other way, I think not all of us truly understood, or not any of us really understood what it was going to mean, whether it was going to be a temporary thing for a few weeks, whether we are going to have to just kind of ride it out for a month or two. Um... But here we are, we are six months later, uh if not more, and well, we had no work well, I mean no work by mean, it's like the opera house came to a complete standstill for six months, um with the exception in July, there was uh, a week long with concerts in the evenings at the opera house for an audience up to three hundred people, which was by the way amazing. I'll get back to that in a minute um what is what what I felt? is certainly very different from a lot of my colleagues and friends because I knew already that I have a job and that the Opera House would honor that contract. So already I had some ease. I just had to to ride the wave until we can start again. Basically, this was my process. However, where I found it to become very hard um, on a personal level was... The isolation, um, being alone. Well, one could say that I am a that I'm a bit of a lone wolf. Um, I do very well on my own. I keep myself busy. I do my things. But as with um, you know, with 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 what I do to replenish my creative energy, uh, I also need to see the people I care about to replenish my social energy. Um, it was hard, you know, and the more we spoke about all of this, the more devastated it started to seem. You know, um, I was a part of a group of people that would meet once a week, do Zoom conferences in a way and talk about um, how people are doing, singers specifically, um, you know, where they are, where they're meant to be, Why can they travel, can't they travel, you know, who has lost another contract you know, um, family members being ill or is everyone still healthy or, um, you know, is there something that we should worry about? You know, is there anything we can do to help? Like, um, and this was amazing, truly amazing. I must say it was this um, fantastic platform of people, um, some of which I never met prior to that, which was even so cool because, you know, we had, all of a sudden we, I met all these people that I know from social media or from, you know, uh, just by, connection through other people and then we started sharing all these things you know I we also made use of this time actually to to be very productive um we started choosing topics uh every week and some of us would present like little lectures on anything from social media to creating websites to do also practical things for singers you know so we were trying to be productive as well with our time to try and take away the thoughts, the, the stressfulness of the situation, the bad thoughts, and sort of the uncertainty of the future. So, I mean, open, the open house Zurich is really an exception in the whole wide world. It's mm-hmm. um, One of the only houses that are actually doing big-scale operas at the moment.
0: Yeah, because in ah. the USA, they say they close a lot of oh my goodness, main operas. It's, and it's, this is it's a disaster.
1: It's yeah. really a disaster. I mean, it's a disaster... For predominantly for singers and orchestra members and um choir members and conductors and directors and every single person part of the creative process that all of a sudden just have no work, especially i mean America does not have these kind of systems like in Germany or here, where you have um an opera ensemble where you have people you know on your books working like getting a monthly salary all this is freelance. It's unbelievable, you know. I I have so many friends who who took up different jobs, started doing you know, I don't know teaching, delivering food, you know, working in garden centres. What you name it, literally anything, mm-hmm. because we need to put food on the table and pay the rent. You know, yes. life does not stop. I recently became aware of this um, really really horrible campaign that was launched in the UK. Um, Encouraging, encouraging people who work in the arts and so on to retrain and do different jobs.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I guess I saw a picture uh, from a colleague of mine. She posted it on Instagram, and I was so, uh, yeah, I, c- I couldn't react properly at that because say, How oh, can you do something like this? You know, like it's
1: horrible. It's because, horrible you, you, because... You,
0: you couldn't say that it was a mistake or it was like, No, or th- we didn't mean that. I mean, it, it's so clear what they want it's, to, I mean,
1: the message it, they want to send. I mean, the, the, the campaign in the end was retracted, but that doesn't undo the damage. You know? the, the point being is that we live in a world where the politicians that rule everything in a lot of countries, not all countries, really don't give a damn about anything that is art-related, you know? because people don't see it, they don't see the connection between our world, whether that is you as a musician, you as a designer, you as an architect, you as a filmmaker, you as a whatever, to what is important in society, you know? And Mm -hmm. my question then is always, okay, but um, then if you do not want there to be art in this world, then you cannot have a house because you don't like designers and architects. You cannot have carpets because that's made by a designer and an artist. You cannot, you know, hang a painting on your wall because... You know, art is not important, you know, or you cannot go see a Broadway show or, you know, the West End show in London um, because it's not important. You know, there's um, don't listen to music, don't listen to radio, don't bother with driving a car because a car has been designed by an artist. You know, there are so many things in life that's just art is an integral part of who we are as humans and it is diminished by governments like the UK or, um, you know, what is happening in the U S is even worse. It's so sad. Um, and there's nothing, there's no way of changing these people. You know, you, you, you can make a lot of noise and say, Oh, you're horrible for doing this and saying this, but how do you actually change the core of such a person? I don't think you can really, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's horrible. So COVID really brought out the worst and the best out of people. Because yes,
0: because you got you got also at the time uh, right now you got really the chance to to really rebuild or better yeah. say to do something new. It yes, is, yes. It's yes. a moment when the card on the table has been changed, and you yeah. you got an an opportunity. It's not something that would be like tomorrow or maybe one month, but you can no. start really. You got the chance to start. Of course. Yes. It's still also something personal, because if you're not in the right mood or with the right mind at the moment, it's difficult.
1: But for sure, it's the right moment to start yeah. something new. Absolutely. You know, I um, opera houses all over the world, I mean, I can just speak from from this perspective, because this is my world. Yes. I've been trying to do different things. Um, to be able to still present uh, productions to the audiences. Um here in Zurich, um, like like you know, I mean, they what they've done now is they've created a system where the orchestra and the choir is in a different location, <laughs> and where they can be socially distanced, um, and then the the sound is transmitted through fiber optic cables back to the opera house to a set of I don't know how many speakers, I don't know crazy amount of speakers, to try and create the most authentic sound in the opera house while you have opera singers on stage actually performing as if the orchestra is in the pit this is phenomenal this is also however an expensive experiment and there are not many places that have the 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 financial backing to do these kind of things and Mm -hmm. then again i say i'm grateful that i have a job here in zurich where we can do things like this yeah it's kind Um, of
0: being a pioneer in what you're doing you know like we need we have a necessity and we have to rethink redesign and uh, um, I just want to add that for the audience, that there is a interesting documentaries about this on YouTube on the channel yeah. of the Opera House Zurich. So if yeah. you want to know, you just have to check it. Um, but yeah, as I said, um, is the time where we have to to reinvent a lot of things. Absolutely. And this is so cool because it's uh, it's not just something for for few. It's really something where now you can you can do what you think is the right move to do, what's yeah. your idea, just bring it out right now, because it could really, really change a lot of things in the near future. Because exactly. it's clear that right now, um, we will never be like before. It's kind of no. sound tragic, but we are human beings, uh, through the history of people, uh, human beings adapt. So we just need to adapt. But yeah. for this adapting nowadays, we definitely need and hope for, politi- for the politic itself because uh, I think that people understood that. But yeah, the, the, the chain, it's a little bit longer, let's say, to, to make things work <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 right. No, I completely agree with that. It's not just you know from one day to another. Even though we all wish it could be like that because yeah. then it means that we have clarity and we know kind of what's going to happen. Yeah, it's 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 very weird. It's uh, very hard times for a lot of people. Um, in in our world, in the music world, um, but there, this will, as with many other things that has happened in the past, this will also pass. It will it will it will blow over, and um, like you say, they will not be the same. But there will be a new normal, and then we will adapt to that, and things will go on and. You know which whatever that might be, we just have to be adaptable. Simple as that.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I like to stay positive because there is also no other
0: option, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, I saw I lived this summer uh, in a different way because I had the chance to work to this festival in the mountains yeah. when we had a lot of guest musician coming from all over Europe and uh, we took all the percussion we needed and. Um, everything went fine and this was so amazed because um you could see with your own eyes and being there see that everything it's possible yeah it's not like before but it's still possible culture arts in this specific yeah. case music can happen a concert yeah. can be done and and yeah so this is this is a thing that the future is going to be uh but for sure, we will, we will find some other new option and everything. And hopefully, um, I really hope that for the middle of 2021, we will find we find really a, a balance in that. Because as you said right now, it's a little bit insecure. There's always a moment where they say, oh, things are getting better. And then suddenly arrives something that just bring everything down and you need to restart once again. But as I said, yeah. positivity is always good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, for all the for all the artists out there, just stay strong, keep going, because and and as I said, just so if you have any ideas, just write on your social networks, write or talk with your friends, because it's so important to share this kind of information, to kind of new ideas. Absolutely. Today yeah. is the time. So we are almost done for the episode of today, but uh, one last question. Uh, of course, COVID situation changed a lot of things, but. Uh, do you still have some 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 dreams, some some project that would you like to realize, or do would you like to do, um, <laughs> beside your career uh, at the opera?
1: Yeah, you know, um, truth be told, this COVID situation really made me think about what value I have as a performer in in general. So. Um, and, and the conclusion I have is that I bring momentary joy. When someone comes to a performance, they sit in the audience, I'm part of a production, I sing, I do whatever on stage. People have, a, have an experience they like or they don't. I don't know, hopefully they like. They like and they leave and it's momentary, right? So this brought to mind that I really want to create something that is that is not just momentary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and um there has been a dream uh that's come a long way uh for me um and it's still not up and running whatsoever but the but a lot of discussion and a lot of um brainstorming with some colleagues and um people who actually work in in business because this will be business related stuff i really want to start a nonprofit that will benefit young musicians uh in a way which we actually mentioned previously um about talking about the individual and finding and finding young people and trying to encourage them to break loose from a system and to focus on individuality um within the world that 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 i work in and they will work in and and you've worked in and still work in Um, um, I cannot say much about this because it's still very much in the infant stages. Um, but this is something that hopefully, in a few years from now, will be up and running. Um, and basically, this nonprofit will be there to to really help and assist um, young musicians of all sorts to realize themselves as musicians um, through means of teaching. Music teaching, like you can have at any masterclass, but coupled with um, working with um, life coaches and psychologists, and with the idea of immersing yourself completely culturally, because I think a lot of what we, um, yeah, a lot of what we do in a way in in, in this education system and then after is sort of is so sort of sterile in a way that we forget to dream, we forget to experience, we forget to, um, to bring all of these things together because sometimes, okay, sure, you travel, you go on holiday or you, you, know, you see something nice, you read a nice book, you, you take a nice picture, you, you cook a nice meal, but do you really pull these things together to, to add to your um, basket of, of possible things to use as inspiration? And often I find that people don't know how to do this. So, so my idea is, is to create this platform for young people to 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 benefit from. Um, how exactly this will work, I'm not entirely sure. But really, as a encouraging um, system to make people believe in themselves again, rather than not. Uh, and then, as a part of this, also to create a network of like minded individuals, um, so that it's not just a thing you come for a month. We work. We do things, you go away. No, so that you come, you become a part of a family and that this family grows year by year by year Mm -hmm. so that there's always a network of people willing to give back um, and to help others who go through the same struggles within the context of the music world in which we work. Yeah. So this is a very big dream I have, and uh, this is yeah. Besides the job I do as a singer, (laughs) but I think that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, this kind of
0: project, I guess, is something that we need right now. Uh, A lot of I had the chance to talk on Instagram with some young musicians, um, and they are also looking for something like this. Um, Sometimes, as I said, the ideas are out there, and I think then when 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 people like you want to do really something. And concrete and this is so important so this is i think the message you're spreading right now is so, so right now in this period is so so amazing and i really hope that in the near future we'll have some more news about this project yeah <laughs> that, we, we, that you will you will reach your goals with, and, and help other people out there because this is so important right now so important yeah. Thanks, Thomas, so i thank you very much for your time for the words we we share together and thank you very much to be the first guest on my podcast. Yay. Uh, I'm so I'm so happy, and so glad and I thank you thank you very much. And uh, I wish you all the best. Stay safe, stay healthy From the next time. And uh, as I said, I wish all the best for your career and I really hope to have news from you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much Shani. Thank you for having me and uh, Same to you. Keep healthy and wear your masks, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Hey, thank you, Thomas. (laughs) Bye. So this was my first episode and I really hope you enjoyed. I'm already working on the next one. For contacting me, you can send an email at shantyperpellini at gmail.com. See you next time, and in the meanwhile, enjoy some good music. Bye-bye!